Welcome back to another episode of the pod, guys. My name is Jake Latrell, President of the United States. Yes, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Brady Hahn, EXP Realty, Tyler Miller Team, Slinging Houses since 02. 02? Yeah, that's when I was born. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wait, what? Blood, we got man. Mike and Eric here from Contract for Deed LLC. Let's give them a round of applause. Thank you. Nice to be here. Appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. I'm excited for this one. You want to take the lead? Well, uh, should we just start with the origin story? We got to start with like two just short origin stories yeah. from both of you guys. Where you grew up, how you got to where you are. Mike, I don't understand how you're 40. You look like you're 25. Yeah. Eric, you're probably, Appreciate what, that. 27? And we'll just call it there. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so let's start with Eric because Mike's is pretty long. Um, where <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, uh, just like where I'm from. Yeah, where you're from, family. Uh, where so you grew yeah, up. originally grew up in uh, in Madison, Wisconsin. Boom. You know, Such fan, a shithole. But, uh, no, lived here for, you know, the last 20 years or so and been doing real estate pretty much ever since I got here. Nice. So started awesome. out um, buying, like, house hacking kind of stuff, buying a duplex, living in one, fixing up the unit, bought a fourplex, just kept on doing that, accumulating, um, got into, you know, real estate and selling. So I've been an agent for better half of a decade now. And... Um, got into some management now i'm starting to do we're starting to do some other kind of creative financing things that um we both just kind of struggled with not understanding why people aren't being able to to buy things when they have income and mm. and can do it so that's yeah. kind of where we're at can i can i ask real quick what did, did you have a previous besides like fix and flips and stuff like that did you have a previous nine to five job that you did yeah so i uh, still or, does yeah, Richard, still does yeah, still does yeah <laughs> So originally, ask him, ask him all of his jobs. Ask all him, of his jobs. Yes. I, I, Go through my, all wife, of your my wife always yells at me because I have too many irons in the fire. Okay, um, but <laughs> no. I, I mean, originally, I went to school or went to college and went to college for entrepreneurship. Okay, so I didn't even oh, know that was like, was like uh, a degree, Robbie. but yeah. I, I, it was a emphasis that we did is basically like business management. But came out always knew I wanted to work for myself, um, and then started uh, a sales job with Cintas, which is like a uniform floor mats kind of thing mm-hmm. to to different companies but um yeah been doing that so then i got from there i knew i needed to make as much money as i could to have money to invest in real estate sure so uh got into medical device sales mm-hmm. and kind of popped around um for the last 20 years kind of doing med device sales too wow oh wow so cool i, I still have a like a consulting kind of sort of job with a med device company that's uh that's growing cover you know certain hospitals and help get them into uh you know mail clinic and some, some so you kind of still have a foot in that also still have a foot in that i have a um we, we i used to do some a lot of flips i did probably 40 or 50 flips through my career wow um in that one of my partners that i that i flipped with was our financial guy and he is a big importer he imports like 180 containers a year selling like patio furniture to exercise machine or whatever. So I was partnered with him and he goes over to China to the Canton Fair every year. And I'm like, we should go over during the, um, during the, the building supply time and try and find like, you know, our most expensive things doing flips was like tile, flooring and cabinets. Mm. So we went over there and tried to figure out, you know, how to import uh, cabinets cheaper and things like that. So we, we do have a, a contract with a company over in China and import cabinets. Wow. So we bring those over. We have a website. It's called Word of Mouth Cabinets. So Shameless spread the plug. word. <laughs> Little plug there. Hashtag. Yeah. Click the link below. Yeah. Use the yeah. QR code. So um, hashtag. Are we doing that? Oh yeah. Hashtag. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> uh, what was? What's your last name, Eric? Hermanson. Eric Hermanson. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's it. not it though. Uh, so you, do you want to ask him about his stint in COVID relief? Oh yeah, we got. He has so how the, many masks did you import from China? I mean, we millions of masks from China. And how many do you in. have currently right now sitting in a warehouse ready like, to deliver? Yeah, we have probably six six hundred thousand KN95 masks. Capitalizing still. on the deaths of so many people. <laughs> no, we ended up we ended up getting we got stuck with oh, a lot of them. That's but really funny. I mean, a lot of people we were selling them to hospitals and all sorts of people who didn't know how to source them. Yeah, and I partnered with my buddy Kevin who does all the importing. He had contacts in China that we were able to. Well, I know, like, I worked at a nursing home at the time when COVID hit, and you couldn't find masks. 
Yeah. So we, I wouldn't be surprised if we got masks from you. Because a lot of them are from China. Oh, yeah. Do you know what he does with them now, though? What? We donate them. He gives them away to uh, schools and kids. We donate them. Uncancelled. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag tax write-off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag we bought them way too expensive and you can't sell them anymore. Hashtag so. saving lives? That's right. Hashtag, hashtag saving lives. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we did that. Hand, hand sanitizer. Um, wow. Anything to do with the PPP stuff. So nice. how many times have you been to China? Uh, twice now. Twice. Nice. And the Canton Fair is like no joke. It's, uh, it's that probably... Near Shanghai? It's in Guangzhou. Okay. No idea. Um, and it's like if you took the Mall of America and you took like 12 of them next to each other, that's how big this fair is. And what? It f- yeah. It's huge. Like we put, we were putting on like 40,000 steps a day just Holy walking shit. through all of this stuff. Wow, and wow. it's like, it's amazing. And like, the, we should go there. We should make a trip the four of us. To China? Just to Hot go God's there episode? to be Hot like. God's in China? <laughs> It makes you realize how much marked up stuff is and how, like, tariffs actually work and whatnot. Yeah, like, for sure. We walked through, uh, like, to give anyone who knows anything about boating or motors, we walked through, like, the boating section of it, and they had all of these outdoor motors or outboard motors for sale, and we're like, how much is that? And they, were, they had, like, you know, everything from, like, a 10-horse all the way up to a 200-horse, and, like, the 200-horsepower motor was, like, 2500 bucks. Wow. And we're like, What? And like here, that's like thirty grand, wow. you know. But there, and then we're like, well, we'll take a container Start another of those. business and yeah. boat motors. Well, that's the thing. We're like, they're like, where are you, where do you, uh, where are you from? And we're like, America. Like, oh, we can't, we can't ship there. Uh, so there's like tariffs and different rules. So like, by the time you bring them in, like you're not even allowed to bring most of those in. But when they do bring them in, there's enough tariffs on them to make everything competitive with like Mercury. Yeah. <clears throat> That's got to be a so crazy, crazy experience, though. Like, uh-uh. there's got to be people all across the world coming to that. Oh, it's all over. Oh yeah. my gosh! I mean, like, it's, you like end up hanging out with like people from Australia and Thailand and yeah. India and Russia and like yeah. everyone. Fucking Putin! It's, it's just weird. Fucking Putin! It, it is different for sure. Um, Not the goat. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is another conversation for another podcast. <laughs> um, sweet. That's a, that's a pretty cool origin story. Mike, you <laughs> yeah, got some no. competition. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, How many lives did you save? Mine's <laughs> a little different. Um, yeah, I, I, mine is very similar to Brady. So I, I feel like it's similar to Jake's. Oh, really? Yeah. Drugs? How far back do you want to go? <laughs> Drugs? <laughs> oh, you want to go that far back? Let, I, I mean, no, just share whatever oh, you want people Yeah, my to... childhood was rough, man. Um, when did you move out? Of my house? Yeah. When did I run away? Yes. Uh, I don't know if you call it moving out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was when did you get kicked out? 16, 15. Okay. Oh, it yeah. was probably, so I've been living pretty much on my own since I was 16. Um, dropped out of school and got technically expelled, hashtag expelled, dropped out in uh, beginning of 10th grade. And then... Um, yeah. And then... Uh, Went so got kicked out of Park Center, um, ran away for quite a long time, and then had nowhere to go. So I was like, sleep on a park bench or go home. And I went home, and my dad was like, "You're going to rehab tomorrow." And I was like, "All right, cool." Which one? Hazelton, Plymouth? Uh, no, it was the other one. I don't oh, even Center know. Center City? Yeah, yeah. I think that so was the one. Why are you so familiar with? Yeah. Home? <laughs> I loved my stay. <laughs> Hashtag brothers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was there for eight months, I want to say, and at Hazelden. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! And then got out, and I was like, I was trying to just do my GED in there, um, but I decided not to, because all the kids in there, that's what they do. Because I was one of the youngest in there, and then. Uh, How old were you? Sixteen. Yep. How long ago was this? He's forty, so do yeah. the math. I don't know. Okay. 24 years? 24 years ago. Okay. Yeah. So maybe the Good Plymouth math. one wasn't even. Yeah. I dropped out of college, too. So. It could have been the Plymouth one. I, I'd have to look to see where they're at. I knew it was. The Plymouth quite one is like the youth away. one. Or yeah, like there the was younger. adults in mine. Okay. For, and it they might have been they Center had a, City then. Uh, a, a guy and girl section and yep. then a guy section. Oh, okay. And I was in the guy girl section and then they moved me over yeah. halfway through my stay. Yeah. More severe cases? I, I have no idea. Um, kids that rebel? I don't know. <laughs> they didn't tell me. So. Yeah. But my parents tricked me. I remember that. That was a funny story. They, uh, I thought I could sell anybody at that point at 16, right? Because I've been lying about my drug use and everything for years. So I remember uh, they brought me to this counselor, and she's asking me all these questions. And they're like, how often, what drugs do you do? How often do you drink? How often do you do all this? 
And I lied. Every question, I was just like, yeah, like once a month, maybe. You know, I'm more of a social drug. <laughs> Why am I even here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and she was just like, okay, sounds good. Jotted everything down. And then uh, when I got out, yeah, probably, right? When I got out, I walk out and I see my parents and they have like luggage there. And I'm like, what? I just aced this. Like, I don't know what you're doing. And the lady came out and she's like, well, he lied about everything. He, he's definitely a avid drug user daily, all this. He, uh, he needs to be here. And then my parents were like, see ya. I'm sure and they drug tested you too, right? Not then though. Oh, okay. no, no, not. Cause I literally ran away for, it had to have been six to seven months on my own yeah. and then got home. And the next day I was there. So it was like there was no time to do my parents to give me a drug test. Yeah. Once I got in, they did. They yeah. just you know. they knew. Oh, they knew. Yeah. yeah. And then once I got out, I um, I had to go to Osseo. So I went to Osseo in my junior year. Um, did fine there. Didn't want to be there. Didn't know anybody. Was kind of the new kid. Mm. Got arrested at school within like the first couple weeks, which is really embarrassing. Get some they brought street, me street cred. Yeah. Not even looking for it. But yeah. I was just trying to skip school, and they they oh. they caught me and brought me back in cuffs and threw when it was passing. So all the kids were oh, out, oh. and I'm like, dude, you thanks, buddy. You're helping me make yeah. all these friends. This is awesome. And then uh, got to go back to Park Center in 12th grade. Did a bunch of summer school and all that, and graduated on time, which Let's was go. shocking. Yeah. Let's go. Damn. Hashtag then, success story. Yeah. Hashtag success story. Yeah. So now we're with at hard 18. Work. We got 22 years. How yeah. the fuck did well, you get here? Do you, do you remember? <laughs> so like you lied or aced the whole, you know, um, the, what would you even call Therapy it? Therapy session? Yeah. Like kind the, of the intro into Hazelden. Do you remember when you were actually honest and just like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to say what I. While I was there, yeah. we did a lot of therapy and, you know, you go through the steps and you do, yep. you know, meetings with a bunch of people, go to NAA meetings weekly. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like at that point, it's like, because there was all these other kids that were doing, you know, heroin and shit. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. I, At least I'm not those guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are way worse. Yeah. And then my abuse got worse when I got out, actually. Because yeah. I was hanging out. I met people there, and it got worse. But anyway, um, so then I, uh, I remember I was working in a steel mill downtown, and my dad, I was still doing extracurricular activities and my dad found a bunch of it and he's like you need to you need to get out of minnesota like what you're gonna end up in jail prison what do you like to do and i was like i like to golf right brady i mean i was on i i I'd never really played in school i just enjoyed golf i thought it was fun and uh he's like go to arizona go to this school in arizona get out of here and i did and i was in arizona for five years and that's when i really woke up and saw mm. all my friends doing the same shit when I'd come back for holidays yeah. and I was like, man, I'm already done with two years of school. I got a degree and I come back and these clowns are doing the same shit. Right. What was so it really for? opened my eyes. Um, so I went to the SDGA golf Academy in Chandler. Um, so I got a two year degree in golf course management. So I can basically do any job at a golf course, teaching oh, sweet. grounds, whatever, you know, anything, um, system pro, all that stuff. And then mm -hmm. wanted to go pro. Like, I was like, I'm probably not good enough, but I'm going to give it a go and realize very quickly that I was not, not even close to good yeah. enough. So I uh, yeah. got into finance. So then I went to Scottsdale Community College, had to start all over from scratch, like algebra one type start over. Oh, yeah. And then went there for two years, got my two-year degree from there, and then relocated back to Minnesota. And I got a job at Wells Fargo, so that's where I started as a teller <coughs> okay. to get into finance. Sounds like every single mortgage officer... Is it? Is that? I feel like everybody starts at Wells Fargo. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah, dude, yeah. Yeah, but I had, like, no banking experience, period. So I'm like, well, how Gotta do start I get somewhere. in? Yeah, so I was a teller, moved my way up to personal banker one, personal banker two, and was taking, like, the classes for my Series 7 mm. to be, like, a financial advisor with them and then relocated. And uh, What made you come back from uh, Scottsdale? Family. Family, okay. Yeah. Maddie, uh, Maddie listen to Mike. Maddie's yeah. a teller. <coughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah. see, you can be like Mike. Yeah. We have Quit. drugs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, you, you're almost there. Yeah. Get out of banking and just get into, like, mortgage or real estate. Yeah. I would have done that. I wish I could have done that or known that way sooner. But um, relocated for family. Um, was with a chick at that time that we were engaged. And then we bought a, a house chick? in 2009. <laughs> a bird. A baby bird. Isn't that a chick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hashtag baby bird. Um, yeah, and then we bought a house in 2009, 
we ended up breaking up, um, kept the house as a rental property. And then I met my wife now. I was single for maybe six months and met my wife. She was my bartender at the bar. Okay. And, uh, and then I went to the credit union sector and then met my boss, Nate, at that point because I was doing his second mortgages for his clients, uh, piggyback seconds, and then went to work for him, man. Great guy. And here I am, and that was 15 years ago. Wow. Do you have kids? Yeah, 23-year-old. She's 24 on the 24th. So yeah. next 24 I on the 24th. Yeah. Yeah. What is her middle, you know her middle name? Kobe. You do know this. Do Kobe. I? Yeah, you know Madison this. Madison Eve. Eve. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's yeah. Christmas cool. Eve. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> I did know that. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's Brady cool. knows my, my daughter well, so she's yeah. amazing. She's a real estate nice. agent, too. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Just had her first closing. Shout out. EXP? No, nope. she's she was, and she's with... God, you put Keller, me on I don't, even Remax. The, no. I don't even know what the company no, is. It's it like an independent brokerage. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So Nate, my boss and owner of Refined, is a builder and our properties, and he hire, he has Gretchen, who is a, like an in-house real estate agent for him, and... It's just literally the broker, her, and then Madison went over there. Oh, okay. So to learn more about new construction, learn from Gretchen. Um, you know, and she, she does it part-time. You know, she's really great at it. She has the, the appetite for it and loves it, and, but she really loves skincare. Oh, so she's like, like an she, esthetician or she something? She could be an esthetician without going to school for it. Yeah. Like, she's been studying face and skincare for, dude, since she was a small kid yeah so, yeah that's what she would like to do and then maybe use real estate to buy her a location to run her own shop and, and then order. still yeah. do real estate and that together so. yeah nice does yeah. she have that kind of drive same thing as you or do you see any like like when you were a kid you're like oh shit she's going down that path i went no oh, okay. oh fuck no dude. Oh, okay. the path i went down man yeah. that's like I told you like the the PG yeah, yeah, yeah. rated <laughs> version of that. Like all my, I mean, dude, I'm like the guy where in school all my buddies are like, I can't believe you're where you're at right now. Like you should be dead yeah. in jail for sure. And um, she, no, she had, you know, a teenage girl. Like she had a couple bad boyfriends and stuff like that. But not even close, man. She she is not. She does not have an addictive personality like I oh, do. Oh, good. Right? You know what that means. I, dude, I worry about that with my son. He's only two, and I'm, like, looking. I'm, like, trying to, like. Why does he keep playing with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do you like that truck so much? Yeah. Like, yeah. He keeps playing Baby Shark. Like, it's going to get better each time. It's, he's chasing the dragon with this Gang song. Style yeah. last night. No, I, I tell you, it's, yeah. um, the answer is no, man. It. She's one, and Brady can agree with this, is, dude, she's like a leaf in the wind, man. She doesn't. Like money, she's not. Mo I'm motivated by money. Always have been since since I was a kid. Multiple jobs, always motivated by money. She, it just doesn't, man. She just she wants to be happy. She's about energy. She wants to be around good people, and she wants to love what she does. That's cool. She wanted to be a lender, and I said, "Fuck no, don't do that." Yeah. You know, she wanted to come work on my team, and I was like, nope. "It's going to ruin our relationship because uh, I'm a dog. Sure. Like I run the team like that, and everyone on the Arvo Mortgage team we're dogs, man. Yeah. Like, you don't have it in you, and I don't want us to ruin. I don't want to fire you. Right. And you're going to hate me for sure. Yeah. Right. And you're going to fire her. Yeah. She she would have quit because she wouldn't have liked it for sure. But I said, get into real estate, and then me and you can work together forever. Yeah. You know, we'll go to closings together. We'll have fun. You won't hate me. You know, and uh, we'll be winning together. We'll be winning together. Yeah. So that's that's what she's doing, and it's it's been great, man. She had her first closing last week. She's got nice. her first listing now, and a bunch of other clients. So she's she's starting to see the rewards from the time and money spent. Right. Mm -hmm. So love that. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, but the reason for contract for need <clears throat> to get into that is we like Good transition. Eric. Good transition. Yeah, like right? that. Like yeah. Eric, right? I'm I've been a mortgage banker for 15 years, and we've had to turn down. I hate turning down people, man, whether, you know, they have money and they, they have bad credit or they had a short sale or a bankruptcy or um, they're self-employed and they just show no money on paper. Whatever the reason is, man, new to the United States, uh, they don't they can't source income or can't source deposits or a gift fund or something yeah. like that or they don't um, want to or they simply don't want to give I mean, mortgage lenders like, all the documents right they're like dude this is insane i'm self-employed i'm not going to give you a bible of paperwork yeah. to like like just enough you know how enough. it is jake with our i did i'm the <clears throat> i started out as a mortgage broker i'm i've been now he's a, the president of the United yeah States. No, i'm like the media and marketing <laughs> manager for that edge. transition yeah yeah 
Yeah, so but you know about you know yeah, yeah, the yeah, doc. Yeah, yeah. The, so it's yeah. like yeah, we get clients all the I get clients all the time that are like, I just don't want to do this. You know, I want to give you guys show you I have a job, show you I have money for down payment, and that's it. And close quick, we can do that. Yeah, I've heard plenty of LOs be like, she's a fucking nurse, but it's like seasonal, and then like this teacher, and it's just been I don't know. Yeah, I just never got like if you have the money, why can't you just get a place? Yeah. And that's why exactly. I, I just exactly got I had a meeting it. with our banker, our commercial banker that we do a lot of our contract for deed loans with, and he's like, well, yesterday I was sitting across from him, he's like, I just don't understand it. I'm like, what don't you understand? He's like, I don't understand like how there's like so many people and there's a need for it. Like why people are even doing this? Like why don't they come to this? I'm like, dude. Like 50% of people out there don't even file their taxes. And then yeah, that's the, wild. And then of the people who file their taxes, half of them have like had either like, you know, whatever, whether they changed jobs recently or had a divorce or whatever. I'm like, I had a, a great property up in North Dakota that I was trying to buy. I'm like, Jeremy, I, I literally asked you to finance the place out in North Dakota and you, 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 wouldn't, you wouldn't qualify us. I'm like, you looking back, it was like, oh, that's a great deal. I'm like, you guys are the problem. You're the ones who, like, deny everyone. Mm. And there's, like, you, you, you think you have this, like, program for everyone, but you're really only offering maybe 25% of the population an opportunity right. to borrow money. Right. What happens to the other 75%? Right. And he literally, like, had an epiphany while we were sitting there. He's like, I guess you're right. I'm like, you well, I'm like, <laughs> I go, think of how many people you've turned down. That you know they have the money, but they don't fit into your guys' little, like, box, box. that you guys have made yeah. for everyone else. Like, there's a lot of bartenders out there who have a lot of cash that comes in. Like, at the end of the day, a lot of people don't want to show that they're claiming a ton of money, you know? Like, yeah. if you're getting cash, like, you know, maybe you're not good in accounting and you're not keeping track of all of your tips or whatever. Like, it's Yeah, just- there's, there's a lot, man. I mean, it's – and the reason for it is, like Eric said – I got sick of turning good families down, good people, man, that in my opinion, I would have lent them the money myself, right? Yeah. So I just, uh, instead of talking about it and wishing something would change, we did something about it. That's awesome. You know what I mean? We actually put our money where our mouths are yeah. and we, we help people now and it's, you know, we try to bring six-star service. You know my service with my yeah. business. So it's like we're trying to bring that into contract for deed. Um, instead of making it like a bar napkin type yep. thing where <clears throat> it, it's kind of has that conception misconception I should say is that you know you find out what your terms are at the end you don't really know what's going on but then you go to closing and they tell you how much cash you need we're changing the whole dynamic of that man and bring in you know fee worksheets all that letting people know ahead open of time open book totally transparent yeah, yeah. and like yeah. at the end of the That's day should be. Yeah. It should be at the end of the day like we own the we own the con the, the the property and we're selling it back to someone on a contract for deed the end of the day, we don't want the property back. Like we're we're vetting. We've turned people down because we think they're overstretching themselves. Like we're we're not gonna we're not trying to take anyone's houses back. Like we always tell every client, like you have to be like completely out of line for us to even think about it. We've never taken a house back so far. That's not our business. Our business is trying to finance people and work with them. So um, the whole transparency cool. thing too is. I remember when my fiance and I were looking for houses, we found one, <clears throat> and they're like, all right, this is how much it's going to be, and at the time, I didn't know shit, and uh, I feel like every few days, it'd be like, oh, now we need $4,000 for this, and another $3,000, and you know, I just wish up front, there was just a list of things, and I never even met my loan officer, which is fine, you know, you don't have to, but someone to like hold my hand through the process, and just be like, at the end of the day, this is how much you're going to need or probably need. Because it's always like, oh, another gift. He didn't work need, with does, us. Does it, it sounds like he needed Mike Arvold and the Arvold Mortgage Team is what it <clears> sounded like. I mean, I went, I went through new American funding. And, yeah. Yeah. Looking back. Yeah. Where were Did, you guys? Oh, when was it? 2020. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was in high I school. I was around. I was a yeah. junior. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was playing Roblox with my friends. I apologize <laughs> to you that I didn't know and find you. That's my jerk. Fault. The fuck? Yeah. Man. You've changed, we'll man. For that. Yeah. We'll make up for that. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 too bad, man. There's just so many bad loan officers and, yeah. and real estate agents, I think, in the industry. So we're 
we're trying to make good on the lending part and just help people that need that have the funds to do it, man, that need help and want to buy a house. Yeah, and reputation is everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's been cool. Like we've had we've had a closing where like, you know, the the wife was in tears because she didn't they didn't think they'd be able to ever you know, buy a house. Well they just didn't think they were gonna be able to put it together. <clears throat> and a lot of these people like you know, they just they don't fit into that box that society wants them to and they get stuck and this is like another option to you know achieve your goals so how's your marketing like do you guys promote yourselves on social media yep. radio so we're billboards, on or? Uh, facebook instagram TikTok. uh i run all of those when i have the time yeah my other hat um but yeah we're not you know we do right now we're just going to meet real estate agents that's kind of our go-to is to let them know that we can help them close six to 12 more deals a year by giving them another tool in their yeah. tool belt, essentially. So people, a lot of real estate teams have been wanting us, you know, reaching out to me to have us come in and, and talk to them. And that's where I was with the Tyler Miller team uh, earlier yesterday. I think, yeah, I think I saw you guys What's had today? like a Thursday? presentation, right? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Today's I think I saw it on Friday? social media. Today? Thursday. Today's, yeah, so it's Tuesday. All day. It's football. But yeah, day. we have... Um, I love sports. Football. But yeah, I mean, that's what, you know, we're emailing agents, letting them know, you know, what we have to offer in the program. And... I mean, everyone has been eating it up, man. I mean, if I could, if you're a real estate agent and I can get you six to 12 more deals a year by I'm reaching another target market, <laughs> you'd be, you. you'd be yeah. like, let's go. And that's what Brady, when, when he, he's been wanting to know more and more and more about it. And I mean, he's now thinking like I can hit social media people, like people that make money on TikTok and social media. And I should create a website and get it out there and try to get into that sphere. And, um, I, I love it. And you know remind I mean. me again what your company is called. Contract for Deed LLC. Con Contract for Deed LLC. Okay. And yeah. then what's like your primary like clientele? Remind cool. me, like you said, people with it's pretty, it's bartenders. It's a pretty broad net. Like we, we just had someone who was traditional and was qualified for a loan and ended up buying a car, you know, 10 days before closing. Uh, oh, yeah. 100 and hundred thousand dollar car but <laughs> what kind so, of car was it out of the box of traditional financing right yeah you know what i mean so again that's where it's like well we can get this done and so they were they had a, they were basically going to lose the house or but what or kind of car was it tesla, tesla. okay that must have been a plaid it's a good choice <laughs> yeah, vehicle right. yeah i wasn't yeah. even mad at him i was like that's a cool well, place. I get yeah. it. Well played. Yeah, <laughs> yeah i get it yeah like, I, honestly I like but you, if you're looking at like who we're looking at i mean it's everything from that. I mean, every agent, every real estate agent who's done a number of deals has gotten to the closing table or within a couple of days and something's fallen apart. Whether mm -hmm. like they're like all of a sudden that's why there's financial contingencies on it. Because like at the end of the day, Mike knows like things pop up last minute. The debt to income ratio oh, yeah. moves. Sometimes the lender all of a sudden changes what, you know, what their fucking underwriters, yeah, what yeah. their DTI fucking is Mike. or whatever. Yeah. So, um, Hashtag you know, it's, it's everything from that. A lot of, uh, what, first generation. Um, we, we deal a lot with, like, the Latino community. Okay. With yeah, the Russians, Russian Ukrainians. Yeah. Uh, people who are coming over here, the first generation. And a lot of those people have come over with, you know, they bring their life savings with. So they have money for a down payment, but they don't no have. No credit. You know, very limited credit because they have Social Security numbers. But, right. I mean, if you want to get into it, man, self-employed borrowers who show little money on paper new self-employed uh individuals that have less than two years of being self-employed and you can't use oh, their yeah. income That's right, right. Yeah. Um, house. people with credit issues short sale bankruptcy change uh, of foreclosure change of jobs that have commission yeah change of jobs going from let's <coughs> say w2 to 1099 or 1099 yeah. to w2 um if you're straight commission only like mortgage guys are right and you're less than two years you can't use their income right perfect for them People new to the United States don't have their visa and stuff in order yet. Um, what about investors? Mm. You guys Inve work with a lot Absolutely, of investors because the debt to income <clears throat> problem debt to income and loan to value. Because if multi units, you need still if it's an investment property, twenty five percent down. Yeah. We'll do it for less. Um, you know, and our fees are comparable, so it's really nice. But yeah, investors, fix and flippers. Um, I mean, anybody, man. It's really you know. Bartenders, drug dealers, and hashtag, we've done we've done you know, deals, strippers, uh, cash heavy people, man. Yeah, you know, it's, we've done small small deals all the way down to like eighty five grand, and our biggest deal is like one point eight million. Oh right. wow! So I mean, everywhere in between, we've done we we haven't actually done them, but we've 
we've underwritten it and just didn't end up happening, but we've done, uh, we've looked at assisted living places. Oh, we've wow. looked at like gas, commercial? gas station, commercial yeah. property. Yep. Auto um, body, gas station land type de- places. Land development. Um, yeah, because we'll do raw land, multi-units, primary, second homes, investment properties, commercial deals. Um, now, again, the fees might differ and interest rates and sure. underwriting a little bit might differ. But yeah, but it's uh, we'll look at anything as long as it makes sense. <clears throat> what's what's instead of telling you what do you guys what don't you guys do? Because it seems like you guys do just about anything. We and don't everything. do hundred percent financing. You have to have a down payment. You, you have, have down to have payment. You have to have income. Um, we like to see twenty percent down. We will help people a little lower, but our main goal is twenty percent down. Okay. You know, if somebody like is in a tough spot, like um, a guy on my uh, at Refined Lending, John Wick. Hashtag, no way. That's his name. Yeah, hashtag spells the same. Name. Hashtag Baba Yaga. <laughs> hashtag don't give him a pencil. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, he uh, he had a client that just something happened and it was closing quick and and he called me and he's like, man, can you do me a solid? And I'm like, because he was he was going to go FHA. Yeah, uh-huh. she was going to go FHA. She was going to go FHA, yeah. so she was only trying to put 5% down. Three and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a, a short sale popped up on her case number uh, with uh, within three years. So I was wow. like, yeah, man, we'll look at it. And, you know, I talked to her dad, and we got the down payment up a little bit. It's definitely less than what we'd want, but she's an amazing person. The dad's amazing. And that's where the big difference between us and traditional lenders, and I hate to say this because, like, we're at Edge. Edge is building. I work for Refined Lending. We'll, we'll cut this. No, <laughs> I'm, just keep, man, I'm telling you, keep it. The biggest thing is, at the end of the day, I feel like being a traditional mortgage lender for 15 years, most, not all, but most underwriters look for a reason to decline clients. Right. Yep. We find creative ways and we listen to our clients to approve them. That's at the end of the day, like, that's our mission, man. Is, who, who is it? Just, just you two? So the yeah the company is myself Mike and then our other partner is Kenny Showquist. Okay. So Shout Kenny Showquist to give you a little background on him he um, he owns a Heasley Showquist uh, CPA accounting firm out of Maplewood. Okay. So he does uh, he's done corporate accounting for his whole life he owns his own company but they do like big mainly specialized in real estate like Dominion a bunch of other like large developer companies and management companies in real estate. Yeah, if you guys want a good CPA for everyone out there, hashtag Kenny Showquist. Hashtag. He's the best. He's Lee Showquist. Yeah. He's Sweet. a good guy. Reach out. I'll give you his But contact. he does all of our, he does like all of like the, make sure all of our paperwork's in, in order, um, does all of the receivables. All of our clients can just pay. We have like an online payment system yeah. that, that's real easy to Nice. What's so. Our website's awesome, man. I mean, if you, if you go to it and check it out, uh, I mean, it can you can hit a button, switch it to Spanish. What is it? Hashtag link in bio. Yeah. D- oh hashtag www.contractfordeedllc.com. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's easy. easy. So, yeah, but it's easy. yeah, there's you can switch it to Spanish. You know, um, really easy, man. Easy to maneuver. Easy to see reviews and things like that. And yeah, he's <coughs> we've 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 partnered with a bunch of like that's who we help. But really, another the other people who we help are realtors. Because realtor, like the the realtors who have taken this and really like wrapped their arms around it, they find that they'll find one client, like yeah. one like one of a, one of the realtors we were working with that we helped save the deal with. All of a sudden, they they went from that, and it's like something clicked. And they're like, oh, I have another client from like three months ago yeah. that we were going to wait a year, and so she went back and and has talked to that client. <coughs> so I mean, and these people, like once you get someone who's in that realm of like whether it's a bartender. or let's say they own a roofing company or contract or whatever, like they tend to run in the circles with other people that need that help. Yeah. So then all of a sudden you become like, how did, how, how is, how is he buying a house right now? And he's like, Oh, well, I did it through this here. And so it, it turns into a referral basis for those realtors where that's where Mike's talking about the extra six to 12 deals yeah. is the, the, the realtors we've worked with that have really wrapped their arms around it. It's almost like they're specializing in this now and they're doing more, more contract for deed deals than regular deals because that's because like, there's no competition. Like, yeah. if you think if you're a new realtor and you're coming out, you go and you like ask some other realtors out there, who are you going after? First time home buyers, go to your your network, your sphere of influence, do all that. Renters, rent, yeah. yeah, renters. Mm. You know, people are going to move out of it. But this is like something that not anyone else is really doing. 
So once you get in, there's really no other competition. And like the word of mouth and the referral side of it, as far as a realtor who can bring you and be able to, you know, show you that path is, is pretty powerful. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm a firm <coughs> believer that every real estate agent has at least one to two clients in their database, CRM, that wants to buy a house, has money, but can't get pre-approved. Yeah. Every real estate agent. Yeah. They just need to dig through it. And, you know, everyone's fishing out of the same pond. Go find another pond, right? And that's what Brady's like. Fuck, dude, this is a great idea. Like you Brady know what I mean? Utilize you guys. I might buy a house with you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a good option, man. Because everybody, if you think about it, every client that's buying a house right now is going to end up refinancing it down the road, right? Yeah. Rates are going to drop next year and the next two years. So, if you do a contract for deed, you're going to end up refinancing out of it in 12 months. You know, Fannie Freddie guidelines are you got to be in it for 12 months. FHA doesn't have minimum seasoning requirements. So at some point, you're going to refinance out of it, and I'll help you build your credit and get you to a spot where you can do that. That's the nice thing about me being a traditional mortgage banker, right? I can help them get prepared to refinance out of it. So that, that was my next question, right? I, I just feel like everyone's going to be asked, like, okay, how do I get out of this contract for deed? What does that process look like, and how do they, like – own the property outright so you, you guys are out of it now. yep so you guys a, have like like the, <clears throat> our clients have legal rights to the property they can list it for sale anytime they're, they're on, on title they're on title okay. it's all yeah. registered with the with the county um so i mean they have total legal rights to the property um just fanny freddie guidelines right if you go conventional you have to be in a contract for deed for 12 months so usually around that 11 10 month you know we'll look at taking the app and working on their refinance to get it done you can do a rate and term refinance. You can't do a cash out. And then with FHA, there's no seasoning requirement. So mm. as long as, you know, I'll help them build their credit, whatever the reason is for them doing the contract for deed, we'll put them on the right path. Whether it's income, I'll work <coughs> on their income and help them out a little bit and show them what they need to make to qualify. And then we'll do the refinance for them. Or so send them to their other their mortgage banker, whoever they want to use. We don't care. We don't so make them use me so. so they're using or they're gonna still get all that equity right they put oh, they're putting 20 yeah. percent down they got 20 percent equity yep. houses are gonna go up as rates drop they refinance they're still gaining all that yep. 20 38 percent equity they have in that house correct even though they don't own the property technically right well they they're do i mean title. technically they yeah they're technically on title, they right? own it yeah they could okay. sell it a week later and not just be like hey we're selling this as long as they pay us off at the end we, we, we don't basically, care what they do. We show up at the next closing as like a loan payoff, basically. Okay. So yeah. I mean, they, okay. A lien, essentially. Yeah. 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 When so, did you guys start the company? It's a little over three years ago. Okay. Ken, Kenny and I started it, and we've been, we, we both have, were trying to kind of get things going, and we're, we started to really focus in on it about a year ago and try and grow it. And we, that's when we <coughs> brought Mike on board. We were trying to get a, a strategic partner that understood. You know the whole lending world and marketing and how to help get it out and that's one of the main reasons we brought him on was to help kind of really throw some gasoline on the fire and get it, get things going yeah this is a genius idea how, every time i lit. talk about it i get excited <laughs> yeah. so i mean the, how i mean i guess to kind of give you a background like so i've been i've been buying real estate for you know 20 years now um so i have between, I mean, I have like a portfolio of 200 plus units yeah. right now. So that's kind of like what, using my relationship with a bunch of the commercial banks is kind of how we're leveraging a lot of this stuff. Because most of the banks, if you want, if you go to a bank and they're like, hey, I want to take this loan out and do a contract for deed, they're like, eh. So, I mean, you, you have, I mean, that's kind of the, the how of we're doing it is um, you have to have kind of a decent sized portfolio <laughs> behind you to, to leverage the banks on it. Yeah. And connections too. I mean, there's connections. I would well. have to say 80%, 85%, even higher, 90% of commercial lenders don't have the appetite for this. They're not even touching it. I'll call commercial lenders to try to build our portfolio up a little yeah. bit and they'll be like, no. Even really though they don't do that. Even yeah. two of the banks that we work with, they don't do it for anyone else, but they do it because I have a big enough portfolio right. with how them. Big, huh. How big is your portfolio? Is it 200? Uh, we have, I have like 200 units, but it, um, if you're on like how a dollar amount on it, it's probably, with everything that I have my hand in, it's probably 60, 70 million dollars, something like that. It's a lot of money. Can I take this I'm, off? I'm also part. Drop it. I'm not like <laughs> that's not all mine. Like I'm part owner yeah. on some of that stuff, but it's. But that's yeah, that's like kind of because people wow. love hearing about this shit. How did you grow it to that? Honestly, it was the I started out as a house hacker. Like yeah. bought my first duplex. And At I, what and age? 
I graduated in 05, so it was like 22. Okay. So 22, graduated within like three months of graduating college, got my first job, went and bought a duplex. Six months later, bought a fourplex. Six months later, or not even like three months later, bought another fourplex. So it's like what you see on Instagram with well, the, the I mean, motivational it was a, guys it was a, that are It was like, a unique time, right? So it was yeah. like 2005, 2006. And I remember my dad's a biomedical engineer, and he's like engineer through and through, right? Like spreadsheets and like overanalyzing yeah. everything, you know, paralysis by analysis kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was the first person in like 06, 07. He was watching me do all this, and he's like, there's going to be a gonna huge <laughs> real estate crash. I'm like, what are you, you're old. You don't know anything, You don't know Dad. anything. Like, <laughs> Go uh, to your room. Like, yeah. <laughs> you have no hair on your head. You're yeah. old. You know. Which he was right. Because oh, my God, he was he, right. No, yeah. no he, stated income. Yeah, you were doing this I all on stated this, income. I was doing it all Everything. 100% finance. Yeah. I mean, thank God he, like, my dad always taught me, like, you buy, because he did a little bit in real estate, but he was always like, you buy like the worst building on the block, you fix it up with sweat equity. Like we owned an eight unit apartment building growing up. And so I can remember like when I was in like fifth grade, it was like, hey, we got to go over and paint the apartment and switch it or a water heater would go out. I'd go over with them and flip a water heater out. And um, then I worked for another guy who owned like, he probably owned like 20 duplexes in Madison. And so I worked with him like fixing up units during the summer and whatnot. So I bought all my stuff I bought was like really low and I fixed everything up. Mm. So when 08 and 09 happened, I was fine because my rents were high enough. Like I, I just had to like mentally block out like, okay, I'm Shit. worth, I'm worth negative $500,000 right now. And I'm 24 years old. Yeah. Holy shit. It's like, fine. How it's did fine. you get you know? through that? I just pushed it out of my mind, but that's so how, where, that? where this started coming from. The idea was actually back then. Cause like, um, the only way I could refinance was I had to get loan modifications done. <laughs> and so like, be late on all your pay. They wanted you right. to be late on all your mortgages. Yep. So like to I do went that. to try and refinance. Yeah. Holy shit. I actually, if I would have known what I know now, uh, Chase actually gave, did an illegal prepayment penalty that I didn't sign, and I went to refinance, and they like, nope, you have a prepayment penalty, and it was like six percent. Chase on like a nine hundred thousand dollar loan, so it was like <coughs> a lot of money, Jeez. and I'm like, "What? I didn't sign that." And I went through all my paperwork. I didn't have anything, but I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know, so I didn't know. Like, like I'm like, well, obviously, it had to have been legal. It was totally illegal. I found out later they were doing that. But um, Chase, watch out! Yeah, watch there was out. a couple banks coming for you. Right? Watch out! Yeah, there- a bunch of them did. But so, anyways, I ended up doing. I ended up doing loan modifications, which totally screwed my credit. Which sucked because my credit was was horrible from like '09 to like 2012, which is like the best. What was it? What uh, was it? Oh, it was down to like 500. Yeah, like, yeah, high 400s. Fuck. But, but I refinanced. I loan modified all of those loans. I still have every one of those properties. I've never lost one. There you uh, go. And a bunch of everyone else I knew who was buying during that time. Most of them, most of them just short sailed. They couldn't like. Yeah. They couldn't do the long, the long, like, you know, the long picture. Yeah, I know, I know somebody that signed one of those. It's like Sheba hold. Chase Bank yeah, things. I still have some. Had to go Dude, bankrupt. I, so I know them really Do well. Do you really? Yeah. So My parents. Oh, no. So yeah. like, we went through that whole process. Yeah, hundreds like, of millions. So, I really? Mean, I, but oh, that's yeah. where it came from was then I wanted to keep buying shit like in 09, 2010. When you had But I had no credit score. So what I did was <coughs> I, I partnered. I found other people who I'd partner with. So in 09 to 2012, I bought another 25 properties. But I bought them with, on with other people's names and their credit, and we were fifty fifty partners on it. Uh, and had we had this and company contract for deed, you'd have been fine. I yeah. could have. Well, if I would have had it, I could have bought all twenty five of those properties myself and not split all of the profits. Right. So that was he my had next money question. For down payment. Are you guys like limiting somebody to like only two contract for deed leads, or could they go out and if they got the money right, if they got the twenty percent down, would you let them buy a hundred properties with yeah. you guys? I mean. I mean, that's pretty extreme, yeah. right? Maybe 10 even. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, we're vetting these people to make sure, like, things aren't going to go south. But at the end of the day, most of these people are kind of vetting themselves. They're bringing 20% down, and they know, like, it, like you know, at the end of the day, if you don't pay, right, it's like a regular loan, like any kind of loan. Like, the, the biggest risk, most risky loan are FHA ones, and people are bringing 3.5% down. Right. They can walk away, and they really don't have any skin in the game. 
all of these deals, you have 20% down. They have skin in the game. Most of these people, like a lot of them, it's their life savings that they're like, this is their dream to have a house. They're Just not going to own a home. They're yeah. not going to walk yeah. away from it. And I do the underwriting. I mean, I've been doing traditional mortgage for fi- over 15 years. I, I, I'm an expert when it comes to corporate tax returns, personal tax returns. So when I, I do collect documents from clients and make sure you that we're not screwing them, though, because we don't want your house. We, we want you to live in it, make payments, refinance us out. And live there for a long time, right? So I make sure, like, we'll go a little higher on the debt-to-income ratio, you know, depending on their situation. But we listen to the clients. We're a normal underwriter. They never <coughs> talk to the client, yeah. right? So they have to write LOXs and all that where we actually have that conversation with the client, talk to them, yeah. hear them, and we help them based on that. But I look at it, pay stubs, bank statements, tax returns. I make sure to look at all that to get a better idea that they can afford it. So, What's, uh, Where do you guys see yourself in, like, five or ten years with this company? We're, so we're trying to, if you go out there, there's a couple other companies that are doing it. We're really trying to kind of do the Walmart, um, kind of, not Walmart, but we're Kmart? trying to, we're, we're trying to take the minimal Costco, Costco, keep our, keep our margins down and really scale it up. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're not, to, we're not trying to get, we're trying like, to change how not trying to get rich off of it. Yeah. Trying to just grow. Well, we're not trying to gouge every single deal where we'd rather have. <laughs> We'd rather have 10 deals that we make a little bit on than one deal that we make a ton of. Yeah, yeah, and we're not trying to take advantage of the customers. And that's where people think of contract for deed and they're like, oh, no, I've heard bad things about it. Right. Well, because you haven't heard of our company, though. You haven't yeah. experienced how we do service. The other companies, their fees are high. They try to take advantage of people. They try to get a portion of the appreciation and the equity at the end. We don't do any of that, man. We, if you have 20%, we take which a very small, which is illegal, yeah, but we take a very small fee and we follow the, dude, we're very transparent, six-star service. We make sure the clients are happy and it works for them and we're not trying to, we're not trying to take advantage of anybody, man. I love that. Sorry I said Walmart. I saw your face. Yeah, it, 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 Walmart, yeah, because we're six-star <laughs> service, right? Yeah. It's more of, uh, it's more of, you know what I'll say? It's, it's more of like, we're the quick trip of get of contract for quick deed. trip is great you know why quick trip is great you know yeah. Walmart, yeah you said walmart because when walmart cheaper start, well, cost. when walmart started everyone came to him and said you're selling things way too cheap he didn't care how good of a deal he had on it he would only mark it up 20 percent. yeah so i love that. that he would he would cap it uh, so like when he you were thinking that's Walmart's how that's how business we started idea. yeah business not model, not quality, not quality, not, not quality yeah. of service right. exactly. yeah yeah yeah, that makes which sense. that does make sense, and yeah. I'm glad you explained that. So, like, yeah, if because if we if we can renegotiate better deals with our banks and we can get better rates, we just pass it on to the client. Right. So we're it's not like we're like oh we got a really good rate and then we'll, we'll we can make more spread. Like no, we're like we're we've already made a decision as a business. Like we're passing that on, and we have you know our margins and we're out there to help people. So and the big awesome. thing that we've noticed though is when we talk to these agents that do a lot of contract for deeds. When we let them know, like we're in the room talking to them about what our fees are and stuff like that, when we look at their face, they're blown away. They're like, this is unreal because they're so used to these other companies taking it, in my opinion, taking advantage of people, but you know, and we're just not other about people, that. A lot of the other contract for deed people are, are treating it more like hard money, like they're, they're yeah. giving them, right. you know, we've seen 14, 15, 16% interest rates at some of these guys. And like things, so. eight to 10% acquisition fees. It's crazy. What uh, what's kinda, your acquisition fee? What, what is it? What is ours? Yeah. So if you, have 20, if you have it does depend, but if you have twenty percent down payment and you can pay our acquisition fee up front, it's three percent. Okay. What if they can't pay your acquisition fee up front? So then we get it on the Refine. back end, and it all depends on. So if you have twenty percent down payment, it's four percent on the back end. Okay. And then if you have less than twenty percent down, it it varies depending on Got the strength it. of, you know, the situation, the strength, how long you're going to take it out for, you know variety of things. We, we obviously vet that a lot more. If they're, if you're not coming to a 20% and you're only putting 10% at the end of the day, we're having to put our own money in. To, right. You know, not to only the, the not only the other 10% to cover the 20% down, but then another 3% on closing costs and you only have 10% yeah. in. So we, we vet those properties a lot more just to make sure like, hey, if we have to take them back, we got to make sure that we could throw a renter in there and cover, cover it. And, you know, there's just other things that we vet on it. <clears throat> so... 20% down, you can pay 3% up front, which is closing costs most of the time. They're, right? Yeah, but there there's still are closing costs, though. So if you, okay. can get, if you can get seller, because the bank fees that we do for our commercial loans, we pass those on to the buyer, obviously. Yep. 
So if you can get 3% seller concessions though, which right now is a pretty easy, great pretty easy time to, to do. do that. All the ones we just made an offer for to buy one at 600 and asked for 3%. The client literally just had to bring 20% in our acquisition fee up front and that's it. Because yep. the seller covered their closing unreal. costs. So. I kind of want to switch it up here. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on, and I, I don't know if this is rumors, but like BlackRock buying up a ton of property. Um, you sent me that the other day, that link. So. Yeah, what are your guys' yeah. thoughts on that? There, I mean, there's, there some, be, there's some regulations that I've heard that are trying to get past the limit yeah. some corporations to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they, they, they look at that as a very safe place to invest if you look at worldwide we have like the highest um home ownership in the in the world when you go over to europe it's like 70 percent of people are renting yeah or something crazy latin america same thing like people just don't own homes like they do here like we have some really great tools that they've done but blackrock is as knows like people need a place to live and it's a pretty safe investment for them and at the end of the day, it's you know it's an appreciating asset that you're having someone else pay down. So it's real estate. Uh, you'll you'll never hear me say that real estate's not a good investment. So I yeah. get why they're doing. Well, it. Well, you know what they're doing. <clears throat> so they will work with real estate agents within the communities, and they will find renters, allow those renters to go, you know, tell them where they want to rent, what house, uh, and then they'll go buy the house with a renter already in like signed up in mind. Yeah. And then they will rent them. So they have the renter already lined up before they buy the house. That's what they're doing. And what then they you, just what, pay cash for the property. What are your guys' thoughts on it? I know it's a smart, do you think it's like right or wrong ethically for big business to come in or investors? I mean, they're helping people. So like, I love the idea of them helping people, but do I think that they're taking properties from investors here locally, like within Minnesota and yeah. the states that your market is in? Yeah, 100%. And they're coming in paying cash where a local investor, like, like an Eric who has you know, a couple hundred units and he's trying to grow and his goal is to help people right at the same time and help his family. But you know, he's coming in with a loan where BlackRock can come in, you know, full cash, you know what I mean? And it's not always about the the offer and some sellers might not want to sell to a big company like that and would rather do it to a guy like Eric, you know? Right. So I think everything happens for a reason, man. And Eric sent me a link the other day that said, that uh, the government was going to crack down on corporations we'll see, getting into real estate. We'll see. Stuff to yeah, do. I mean, yeah. it's anti-capitalism if you're doing that. But right. I think at the end of the day, I think we're, we are experiencing some of the last, like, I think home ownership as a percentage of how many people own their own homes from now, if you look 40 years into the future, I think it's going to continue to go down. Mm. I think it's going to get harder and harder for people it to... Is. lending. To we'll get harder. Yep. Guidelines. Letting guidelines get harder, and I think it's going to get harder and harder. And I think with the middle class just being annihilated, not to get too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Political. Yeah. Oh, let's ask the question. Hashtag you are the well, president. Well, I got one more question, then we'll ask the question. Sorry. Kay. Are we time wise? Are we okay? Yeah. Do whatever oh, you guys want. Sure. Yeah. All right. Are you I gotta, okay? I gotta be out of here by like one fifteen. Okay. Quickly, thoughts on crypto? I know you mentioned Shiba. Oh yeah. Thoughts? Have you gotten rich from it? No, I haven't. Dogecoin. I, I haven't. I had a <laughs> yeah, short My first duplex I ever owned, my first tenant I ever leased to, I, I don't even remember. I mean, that was back in like oh five, oh five, oh six, or something. Like, he was he was the first person who ever told me about it, and my mind was blown. Oh, you could like, have been. I'm like, what? And he had like I've talked to him since he had like. Hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin. Oh. I mean, back in the day, he was buying like, I mean, I still, I've talked to him. He's like, yeah, I look back at what I bought. I bought like Oakley's for like several thousand Bitcoin and like, you know, things online. Like he was the first person ever told me about it. Where is he now? He, Coast of Sicily in a mansion? or No, he lives in, uh, He's he, a lives in the twin, he lives in the Twin <laughs> Cities, but he. Um, North Minneapolis. He <laughs> lives in California some too, but he, he had like. He was doing web development and okay. sold a couple websites. Like weburbanist.com was his. And then what, what, he just wrote a big book about art. So he's doing all right. Oh, my God. He's doing all <laughs> okay. good. Yeah. Crypto, yeah, I, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, when Dodge, Doge, Doge, when that Doge. was at, I was called Have Dodge. some respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, that was, when that was taking off, it was funny because I was on like a group chat with Blake. <laughs> 
right? And there was a few like of guys. us. Yeah, yeah, there was a few of us. And, um, I mean, we were watching it. Dude, it was like a Wednesday night at like 10 p.m., 9 p.m., 8 p.m., something like that. And we were all on this, and we just... We were watching it just tick up, tick up, and we just kept buying. Yeah. Right? Like, I'd buy a bunch, and then Tyler was on there, too. I'd buy a bunch, and then I'd post it. Tyler would buy a bunch. He would post it. And then Blake would come in and buy a bunch. He would post it. And then it would make me buy more. And we were watching this, and I remember I took a, I took a photo of... I was going to put my dog in my car, in my Tesla, take a photo of it, and Blake tweeted it to Elon. Right? Do you think that my Dodge can get to the moon Right in this? right? So it's like we were trying to do things because every time that Elon made a post, right. it, it, just, it took off. Right? So, I still remember that, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I'm pretty sure Tyler still is holding his. Um, I dump mine. I just, I'm not a holder guy, really. Yeah, I, I should have, but I, yeah, yeah, I sold mine, but I have, <clears throat> dude, I have, I had a lot of ether. Um, I had a lot of ADA. You lost um, your wallets. I lost, yeah, that was... What? Yeah, I got over 25 grand sitting in a wallet that I can't Somewhere. access. Yeah. And I went, I went deep. I got a lot of buddies that take crypto very, very seriously. One's in Arizona, and I got a new phone. Not this one, but one previous to this. And I wrote down, you know, you have your, your passcode. Crypto password, your, whatever. Yeah. So I had my really good wallet, and then I had a shit wallet, right? And my shit wallet was on... Tr- Trust, trust wallet, right? And my good one was I had all that backed up, like even on a thumb drive and all that. That was like my ether, my really good coins. And then my other one was on trust and it was just shit coins. Like, you know, Shiba, just dumb Shiba. If it it took off, I'm a billionaire, right? Like shit like that. And when I got a new phone, I remember I had all this stuff in my safe. And then um, I got the new phone, powered it on. Uh, erased the old one and went on and I, you don't even have to enter all your passwords again yeah, and yeah, all yeah. the apps and I go into my shit wallet and I'm like fuck because uh, when, when I'm in my other, Exodus is my other wallet when I go in there every time you log in they're like remember this remember this it's in your face this one it just read my face and signed me in every time so I never uh, I never knew to do that and it's my shit wallet and then I uh, yeah I, I couldn't log in and I was like oh my god it's gone and forever. then one of the coins took off oh. and I was like I bet and I did the calculation I'm god, like I, there's over sick, I got man. over twenty five grand in there probably still right now for sure if not more and I so I called a hacking buddy of mine who who does hacking shit and there's no way though he's super no and and he looked into it and he's like no the only way that I found would be a possibility if I got an older phone and backed up my phone to that iOS, and maybe when I went to the app, it would read my face. Oh. Right? Did I try it? No. Because it just seemed like way too much work. Yeah. It's, 20, it's 25 grand. grand. Shit, I'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do it. But anyway, well, I just got dis- discouraged because I, I reached out to everyone that I knew in crypto, watched YouTube videos from people yeah. that have done this, and That's at the, the thing, end of the man. day, it was, dude, you're done. And, and my wife, couldn't. she's like, what do you mean? What do you call somebody? And I'm like, call Bitcoin. I was like, there's no one to call. And she's like, and I'm like, that's the thing about crypto is there's no location. You can't go in and say I lost my ATM pin number. Like you're fucked. It's just go to Bitcoin.com. It's gone. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, I'm a big guy. I I love crypto, man. Um, You know, I've lost a lot now that everything kind of tanked, <laughs> but it's coming though. back. It's coming back a it lot is. hard right now. It is. Yeah. So it's going to half Bitcoin's halving again next year, right? It's what? It's halving again. Like the I don't know. splitting again. I don't yeah, know. Well, that's, like the, I just see my wallet mind. going up and up the yeah. past couple months. Do I, I don't recommend people to get into it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's like when it's you go to a hole. casino, like go there preparing to lose. And if you win, good for you. I'm just a huge believer in real estate. So I am, all my money goes into real estate. All my investments are real estate because I know real estate. Yeah. When I, like during COVID, when I had extra funds, I was like, oh yeah, I'll buy, you know, 300 million Shiba coins. Sure. Sounds Fuck good. It. You know, but like, I didn't care because I was like, it's a good investment. It's going to go like, this is just, I'm, I'm diversifying. Right? I'm convinced and like I'd buy those shit coins too. I'm convinced like eventually one of them's going to Elon's going to tweet something or Well, you know how so you have Shiba, you said, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. How difficult was it to buy Shiba? It was well, you had to Robin go through PancakeSwap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's so try to go in and sell some. Right. It's a nightmare. Like it, it took me to buy Shiba 3 days. 
Really? To set up all the shit to go in to, and do all the swaps and wow. the coin swaps to get it. Yeah. I finally got it after like three days of working on it. And then I looked into like if it hit and I wanted to sell it, it's a nightmare, dude. Like it's a Great. nightmare to even convert it and sell it. And I'm just like, Great. oh my God. I'm just holding it forever. Yeah. Just put um, it, it's in my will. You got to go soon? <clears throat> yeah. All right. Let's ask it though. Quickly, last question. Uh, we'll start with you, Eric. How do you want to be remembered when you're gone? Whew. <laughs> That's deep. Yeah. He's a good father. Oh, I like that. I fucking yeah. love that Easy to the point. One. Just... I mean, that's at the end of the day. That's the whole reason you do everything. Is right. I just want my I want my kids to turn out good, and I want them to remember me as just a good dad. You are a good father. Perfect. Yeah. That's a clap. Yeah. yeah. Mine Mike? would be, um, dude. I did a lot of shitty stuff yeah. when I was a kid and growing up. So I live my life trying to do good every day. Like when I wake up, because I feel like it removes something bad that I did. Redemption. You know what I mean? So for me, it's just. I want people to look at me and be like, he's just a good, he's a good dude, you know, all yeah. around good husband, good father, good, you know, Business good person partner. that gives good service, yeah. good advice, good friend, you know. Sweet. That's yeah. a great way to end it right yeah. there. Holy yeah. shit. What about you guys? Uh, we're going to flip it to you. Mark, Have you guys answered we, these we've, already? We've done this multiple yeah. times. We just, well, we don't just, let me bore you then. Well, we, <laughs> no, <laughs> you no. were like, you were getting up, like putting no, your shoes thanks, on. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. We just, uh, for me, I just want to be that guy that just helps people. Obviously, I don't have a family yet or anything like that, so it's probably going to change as I get older, but I just want to be known as that guy that was helpful and just help people like with anything. Like your post that you made. Exactly. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Same as uh, Eric, be a good father. Yep. Good I think husband. S- some point that's going to be me. But yeah. I don't have. I want to be a good husband soon. too, just in case my wife's watching. <laughs> <laughs> love you. Hash recovery. We Hashtag love our love wives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, thank you guys. Yeah. www.contractfordeedllc.com. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Awesome. It, we're growing those platforms, but yeah. yeah. Cool. We'll awesome. uh, collaborate with you on the clips. Thanks Sweet. for watching. Like, comment, subscribe. Goodbye. If you catch me at the border, I got visas in my name. If you come around here, I'll make a more day. I get